All right, welcome back everyone for another episode of Talk to Tatiana show. And I have a really special guest and I really enjoy the work that this person does. So without further ado, I would love to uh, welcome Ivy Slater to the show. Ivy, welcome. Welcome. Hi, so Tati- good to have you here. Tatiana, it's so great to be here with you. Thanks for having me today. Thanks so much for your time and to, you know, that you took to, to come and share uh, what you've learned. And um, just to kind of get people acquainted with who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about that. Um, I own a company. It's called Slater Success. We are a coaching consulting company. We help businesses, especially in the professional service space. So, you know, attorneys, accountants, CFOs, finance, hedge funds, scale, scale and grow their organization. We look at top tier leadership strategy and implementation. Um, so that's a little bit what I do today. And I uh, started this company in January of 08. We also have a successful podcast that you have been on called Her Success Story. Um, and I host a LinkedIn live show um, called Slater Success Live on LinkedIn. That's awesome. It's awesome. And what are some of the transformations that Clients that you work with experience, kind of where they start and where they end up? Um, it's, it's it. You know what the great thing about working with clients is really watch them soar that's reaching their goals and each client has a different goal. Some people want to build large organizations. Some people want to build boutique organizations but be able to travel extensively from anywhere. Um, everybody has this various distinct goal in building their company. Um, Some of the things that we've done, I I will say over the 13 years we've been in business, um, CFO company started out, I met her at a conference a bunch of years ago. And she was, you know, after being a CFO for many, many years, brilliant woman, she's CFO, CPA, MBA, like has every initial, hell of a lot smarter than me, I will say. And, um, she was paying senior citizens bills and doing their paperwork. And she was just like, well, you know, I'm at this point in my life. What, you know, I got laid off, downsized. What am I going to do? And I was like, what do you want to do? She's like, well, I love being a CFO. I was like, so why are you paying senior citizens bills? And she's like, well, how do I build, you know, and this was going back a few years. You know, this is very different today where so much is virtual remote, um, you know, outsourced CFOs have become a very norm experience. You know, five plus years ago, it was not. And so she's like, well, who's going to hire? And we went on to build a business that um, doubled again in the last year. Um, She has a team, I want to say of 10, but I think she hired last week. So I could be off. (laughs) you know, that's a, that's a classic example. Another um, uh, attorney who owns a successful law firm, uh, about a um, three to $4 million firm, and was brought me in to continue to raise the leadership level. We did a lot of work on culture, um, in hiring implementations, systems, et cetera, building relationships and all of that. Um, she goes, you know, I've always really wanted to start another business, but everybody said, I can't do it yet. And I said, well, who's everyone? (laughs) I get annoyed when people say you can't do something. You know, very very simple. It actually really pisses me off in a very (laughs) polite way. 
And because people told me I could do numerous things in my life. They've, they've told me numerous times I could not do things. And I've always believed I could do anything I set my mind to. Yeah. So um, she opened, about two years ago, she opened her second business. She would have hit a million dollars last year in her second year of business. With the pandemic, she will hit it this year. She is also now at a team of 15 in one organization and about eight to 10 in the other organization. So, you know, it's always, it's not always about like the numbers your sales are, but it's also about what you're building that makes a ripple impact for everybody else in the, in the, in your niche area, in the people you hire and that impact um, in your market impact. So it's, you know, and I can go on and on. I've been at this quite a while. That's amazing. I love it. It's um, the stories is what really makes difference. And you just told us a couple of stories. That's awesome. Um, and um, I do agree. I think that's why I kind of um, liked you kind of when we met last time for your podcast. I Which feel the same way. Out Tatiana on her success story. It's a great interview. Uh, thanks so much. Um, I do also get pissed off when people tell me I can't do something. I actually make it a point to do it and to show them that they're wrong. Absolutely. You know, people told me um, when it, before I, before I opened Slate of Success, I was in the printing industry for over 20 years. And getting into the printing industry in the late 80s, women were receptionists, bookkeepers, and production assistants, never to be production managers. And I came in to sell. And then I always wanted to own a business. That was my goal in life. I didn't really care what I was going to open own. I just want to be matched with my own destiny. And I had tried to open two businesses before that. I was about 26, 27 years old and did not have a pot to you know what in financially to and and the bet. I had a rented apartment and a lease car. I had no collateral, nothing, nothing to gain funds. Okay. <laughs> so I ended up in the printing industry. And um I was like, okay, I'm going to sell and I'm going to like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a lot of money and, I, and I'm going to build the path this way to partnership and then owning a company and I'm going to be a leader this way. And, you know, the guy's are like, oh no, you can't do that. And then when I had my first child, a couple of people said to me, well, you can't be a really good mom, working mom. You have to do one or the other. You can't do both. And I was like, I don't believe that. You could, of course I can. You know, and, and it was just really simple. And I went on to, you know, build a seven-figure printer, seven-figure printing company, um, fought to become a junior partner because my sales equals this main partner's sales. And they said, well, they're like, well, who do you think you are to ask for that kind of partnership? And I said, the person who's paying half the overhead. Wow. And because you have, Tatiana, you have to know your numbers. Of course. Numbers, <laughs> numbers is a place of power. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Wow. That's quite a story. So as you kind of moved into becoming your own boss and, and owning your own business, how did that process get started? Like what prompted you to start your own business? I know that you said that you've you know always wanted to, but then what actually was the final brick or whatever, the final push? <laughs> so, um, I was in the printing industry and I was in sales and I did well. 
you know, um, my accounts at the time were W Magazine, Harper's Bazaar, Town and Country, New York Magazine, Advertising Age. I mean, Prevention Magazine. I had, I had very good book of business. I did very well. And um, I wanted a piece of the business because I felt my sales warranted it. And I got shut down and I fought for it. And I eventually became a 10% partner because the production manager owned 10% for like 20 years. And they're like, okay, and then you guys will be the legacy coming forward. Well, the production manager within six months walked out after 20 years because he wasn't going to be partners with a woman. And th this, this is, I understand the, the times, this is now the early 90s, and printing was a boys club. It was very much a boys club. And, um, you know, lo and behold, like the senior partner's like, well, you know, I'm not going to do this forever. I was like, that's great. Let's, let's merge and go bigger because I have one kid. And he's like, yeah, but you're going to have another kid and then you're going to have less time. And I was like, no, no, no. If we go bigger, we can, which we could merge and go bigger, I could have another child because there'll be more support. You know, like, let's look at the numbers. Let's play this out, how this can be. Yeah. So he was like, I want no part of that, you know, but I'll support it. He goes, you lead it. I'll support it. I said, great. I need your expertise in some areas. You know, there was a, there was a hell of a lot. I had no idea what I was doing and I own that, but I was <sighs> always willing to show up and figure it out. And there's the differentiator. So we ended up merging and becoming a three and a half million dollar company at that time. In that merger, we were the stronger organization um, had my second child a couple of years later, <laughs> a few, um, at the fifth year of that merger, this merger blew up, which was opening the door one Monday morning and half the offices cleaned out with the two other partners leaving and file cabinets open, et cetera, receptionist crying. And I'm like, dry your tears. We're going to be fine because I had an inkling and I spent one night going in and looking at the numbers after everybody else left and I did an analysis. This is before computers, listeners. This is way before computers. I did an analysis on the profitability of every job for the last 365 days per salesperson. And what it showed me is I was making more than enough profit-wise to be out on my own based on what I knew of overhead. Nice. So that day I went into business for myself um, in, in the printing world, we used to do proposals and, and, and you eventually like you heard the job was coming, but you know, you kind of had to wait until the art department was ready and it was released. And, you know, and then it was like, oh, you know, well, well, the deadline hasn't changed, but the artwork should have been here a week ago, but it's here today. That morning, three new jobs were released and I called it was about 10.30. My husband was in the construction industry, so he used to leave about 6 in the morning, and I would get the kids ready for school, take them to school, and then go to work. Not that you might understand that at all. Um, and uh, lo and behold, I called him up, and he's like, hey, how's your day going? I was like, well, let me kind of tell you what happened. And I gave him the quick synopsis, and he goes, do you need me to come over? Can I help you? What do you need? I said, well, I got three jobs in this morning. The first job is going to bill out within seven business days. The key is that the jobs that are going to bill out have to bill out out of my new company that we're just going to call Slater Graphics. I'm going to make it simple. My name is Slater. We're going to call it Slater Graphics. Everybody in this industry and my clients know Ivy Slater. So that's it. But 
I needed to bill under the new entity. Out of these attorneys that we've worked with before, who can get this up and running that it legally will be done within less than five days? And that was it. And I was in business. That's cool. That's really amazing. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it's crazy, but it's an amazing story. Uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing it. It's um, making lemonade out of lemons. It's awesome. And, and I'm going to share something else because when I went to Open Slater Success, I had a meeting with my attorney and my accountant. And my accountant in the boardroom threw up his arms and said, what are you doing? Do you know how much money you're making? You can't do this. Do you know college is around the corner? Do you know what college is actually going to cost you? And, and bear, bear in mind, Tatiana, this was in 07 when I was planning on opening. Slater Success opened in January of 08. So when I was get, moving into its planning stages, I had this meeting. And he was literally, I mean, throw up the hands, stood up at the table screaming at me. Um, and to point that a couple of other people in the room were about to defend the little woman. And I said, guys, cool it. And I stood up to him and I, my attorney looked at me and he said, you know, Ivy, I have a client in New Jersey who did something like that. Do you want to talk to him? And I said, yeah, I'd love to be connected to him because I'm doing research right now. This was the spring of 07. And um, lo and behold, within a few months, the accountant was no longer my accountant and my attorney is still my attorney today. <laughs> also, align yourself with good professional people, even when, and never, ever, ever surround yourself with people who don't believe that you can do what you say you're going to do, even if it's against the odds. I love it. That's, that's profound. Um, I believe in that too. And I think that's why, like I said, again, we connected, um, uh, that's a great, that's a really great story. Um, again, uh, I think that nothing shares the experience like a story. And uh, my next uh, question for you is if like when you did start that this business later success, was there anything that surprised you? Meaning anything that you had to or found yourself having to do that you didn't expect to be doing? Oh, 100%. Uh, uh, 100,000%. 100, 100, 100, um, so when I, when I started this business, I thought I was going to scale down a little bit, be a little more present with my kids as teens and this and that. And things changed. You know, my husband's business, unfortunately, had some problems. And we financially, I was like, I needed to scale. I needed to scale. And it wasn't what I intended. But I probably would have done it anyway because I probably would have gotten very bored because I know me. <laughs> I'm a businesswoman at heart. But this is what I was thinking back then. And so when I knew I needed to scale and scale like now, not like soon, but now we needed income. You know, raised, we raised our kids in New York City. It's a high overhead. And um, I went and got myself a coach. And people are like, well, why does a coach need a coach? And I said, because if not, I'm just going to help everybody else in their businesses and not address my own. That's right. And, you know, the coach is like, okay, you're going to start a newsletter. We're going to start marketing. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't write. I'm not going to do a newsletter. I, I, I don't write. You know, I'm a terrible writer. I'm not going to write. Not going to happen. Um, and they're like, 
no, 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 no. You, 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 this, this is must, this is not negotiable. And I said, and they're like, oh, and you're going to hire a VA. I said, I can barely pay you. How am I paying a VA? And I said, and I've run a business for 20 some odd years. I'm used to with my support team being on the other side of a wall, if not like across the conference table. You know, Monday meetings where it's like everybody Monday morning, everybody walked in with their coffee by, you know, nine o'clock, we're at the table reviewing every job. This, you know, like I'm used to this. I, 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 how am I working from New York to, to Atlanta? This, this is not my gig. And everything she told me to do, I said no to. <laughs> and then I did it. Because, you know, when you flip the coin, Tatiana, and say, well, if people tell me no and I do it anyway, right, I need to, if somebody's telling me to do something and I'm saying no, I need to look at the other side of the coin. Yeah. I have to be open-minded when I insisted people were open-minded with me. So I have not, I've had a newsletter that comes out every Tuesday at 2 p.m. since more than 10 years more than 10 years, never missed, never, ever, ever missed a Tuesday, no matter what. Um, I've written two books. You know, I'm not going to write. Terrible writer. <laughs> um, you know, I've written two books. I, I'm, I market regularly. I do videos. You know, I, I have stepped into, I have, I have a team of several people who support my company. You know, actually, one who's been with me about five, six years, we've never met in person. We were supposed to last year during the pandemic. And then that, that, um, okay. that you know, obviously pandemic wise, it, pandemic one, we still have not met. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with it. It's a matter of learning new and, and different efficiencies. Yeah. And I think it also has to do, I don't know if you agree, but um, it has to do with thinking big. And I often find, catch myself sometimes thinking small about th certain things. And now I started noticing other people doing the same thing. I mean, I don't tell them about it, but I notice it. I pay attention and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be open-minded. And I stopped telling myself I will never do something because sure enough, you know, when I, as soon as I say that, I find myself looking to do that. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It, it's a hundred percent. And then we just step into things because it's the right place for us to step into. It's the smart thing for us to do. Yeah. So in all of your experience and kind of um, this journey that you've been on as an entrepreneur, if someone is listening and there's just thinking about starting something or maybe are just dreaming about being their own boss, what would be one piece of advice that you could give them? Um, identify what you, why you want to do this. Why is this important to you? You know, because stepping into run a business is a journey. And in all journeys, there's highs and lows. And lows are not necessarily bad, but there are highs and lows. You know, you're going to go up a mountain and you're going to go down a mountain. Or if you're a skier, you love going down a mountain, right? So they're not always bad. You know, if you're a climber, you, you know, that going up is amazing. So thinking about things that way. So there's going to be highs and lows. 
if you're not aligned with your purpose, goal, and reason, and why of your do, for doing this, and it is not strong, it is going to overpower. The, the journey will overpower the success versus success overpowering the journey. So last year, we've ha- we had a journey. And some businesses, clients of mine did absolutely spectacular. And some other clients, people in the hospitality space, really had some struggles. Yeah. Not to any fault of their own. Yeah. And this one company in the hospitality space was always fighting for, you know, the, the big, long people in this marketplace. Like, you know, waiting to, you know, I'm making my mark. Eventually, I'm going to be, you know, respected by all these big, long people. And I said to her about 60 days or so in, I said, you know, this is giving you an amazing opportunity. And you have to look at the long term versus the short. Because the whole industry is getting shaken up right now. You have an ability to position yourself as a leader to doing things innovatively, newly, and differently than traditionally, which before, because it's a strong marketplace for many, many years in hospitality, it was, you know, this is the way things are done. I said, you have an opportunity to change things. And she has made it happen. And also hiring, um, bringing on several people in her company right now. But she could have just said, oh, the pandemic, (laughs) hospitality, nobody's traveling, nobody's right, entertaining, all this, all these things, people aren't, you know, buying fancy this, that, and the other thing, which is her marketplace this year. They're kind of laying low, keeping, being a bit conservative in their spending. So because of that, right, the journey I said, well, you could write because of her purpose, her goals, her why took her through the journey to step into innovation and that that's where no matter what, you have to be aligned with what's important to you. Absolutely. I love it. Totally. I mean, um, I get goosebumps. Uh- <laughs> Um, thanks so much for sharing that. And, um, if, you know, for everyone who's listening, how can they find and connect with you and talk a little bit about the download, the link for which will be posted under the video, I mean, under the video and in the show notes for the podcast. So, um, I'm very easy to get in contact with. Okay. One, my website is slatersuccess.com. We have a couple of things going on there. You can, there's resources, jump in on it. Use the resources. They're there to help everyone. Um, I'm very active on social media, incredibly active on LinkedIn. And if you really want to know what the non-writer has written, (laughs) you could download a free chapter of my most current book, which is From the Bar to the Boardroom, Choreographing Business Success Through Authentic Relationships. I'm a very strong believer that relationships are the golden ticket to success. I've built every company and every success I've ever had from watching my kids succeed through learning how to build relationships, 
um, having lunch next week with a somebody I've been done business with for over 20 years in various companies in various ways for both of us. And that relationship has resulted in seven figures of sales. You know, so if you want a little more information on that, check out from the bar to the boardroom. Awesome. Thanks so much. And thanks so much for your time today. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope that the listeners and, and viewers will too. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always a joy to catch up with you. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs>